Fresh FM Nigeria, select the icon, tap, and install for free. Follow the on-screen instructions, complete the installation, and get our content anywhere under the sun in In real time. time. The Fresh FM radio app is all in one. You can listen live, watch us live, see our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram posts, and news updates. The Fresh FM Nigeria mobile app can be downloaded on Android and iOS. As you use the Fresh FM app, review and rate our app. We're available 24-7 for more updates. Thank you for choosing Fresh as the best with Ocrest. Broadcasting around the world. This is Fresh 107.9. Hearing the best makes you feel your best. Only electronics day, you don't even book where you know Yes, only electronics. Ile ishe talon fishi kewa. Toba donit electronics. Ibu doka shosho kiki electronics niye. Ogo pa kulo bade. Besire original nanta ni besa. Eno. Lamwe electronic appliances. Lori shirishi. Beat television, refrigerator, freezer, radio tape. Lori shirishi. Plasma TV. Lori shirishi. Home theater. Pressing iron, air condition, generator, washing machine. Abibilia tibe be lota le katon. Eh eh. Only electronics. Office wawa ne shakon. Abe okuta ni greenhouse. Behind New Shakon Shopping Complex Opposite General Post Office Ose ne kenibo di te beri ni electronics Lowe ni shakon ti o mabe Ekpe wan Telephone 0803-350-6850 Abike 0706-917-3988 Oni electronics Oni gangan luni Oni luni o maje Fresh 107.9 FM La beo luma O kile fala fala Hearing the best makes you feel your best.
It is four minutes gone past 7 a.m. and this is your Feel Good Radio, Fresh 107.9 FM, Abeokuta. Great Nation by Timmy Dakolo. That is what we are all open for as Nigerians. As you know, things are the way they are right now, but we just have to keep hope alive and keep praying because at the end of the day, prayer and patience is all we have. My name is Omoyemi Adesoyan and welcome you to Freshly Pressed this Wednesday morning on Fresh 107.9 FM, Abeokuta. It is freshly pressed on Fresh 107.9 FM, Abeokutan. It's so good to be here this Wednesday morning. My name is Omoyemi Adesui. And like we always do from Monday to Friday, we check out some of the stories that make their ways into the dailies. And today as well, we'll be checking out some of the stories that made their ways into the dailies from the Punch newspapers, the Guardian, the Nigerian Tribune, and some of the online newspapers, that is the Platform Times, the Pempushi newspapers as well. I will begin at this morning uh, from... From the Punch newspapers, uh, before my uh, co-host, you know, also takes his own paper. The Punch this morning has uh, this one: Presidency alleges political agenda as protests hit state. That is there this morning on the Punch newspapers. Also there, interest rate hike, private sector economies foresee fresh job losses. That is also there on the punch as well this morning. Federal government completes $700 million gas pipeline in March after eight years. CBN raises interest rates to 22.75%. That is also there as well on the punch newspapers this morning. Reps threaten CBN governors arrests over remitters leakages that is there as well. Army rewards officers for rejecting 1.5 million naira bribe. Army court shares 17 soldiers for alleged sale of weapons. That is also there on the Punch newspapers this Wednesday morning. There's some stories as well on some dailies this morning as well. It's a pleasure to have you join us this morning. Welcome to Freshly Press one more time. My name is Emmanuel, okay? I'm with the Nigerian Tribune newspaper. NLC suspends nationwide protest issues March 13 ultimatum to federal government. That's the lead story. Why Nigeria? Others are not obeying ECOWAS cut judgment, judicial counsel, and end hunger, hardship, protesters tell Tinubu. CBN increases interest rates to 22.75%. Uh, that's one interesting topic that's got uh, people talking already. I listened to Bismarck Rowani twice, mm. uh, first on TV yesterday and on um, World Radio this morning. How to, it's not easy to be a female entrepreneur. People limit your capacity. That's from one of them. NLC suspends nationwide protests. I took that earlier. Undo has been under darkness under APC government. That's a quote. Uh, real reasons economic policies of Tinubu are not working. That's according to Adebayo. My suspension as Labour Party National Treasurer lacks due process. You find these stories and more in the Nigerian Tribune newspaper this morning. And on The Guardian, there's some stories as well. Concerns for OPS as CBN moves against inflation and IRA speculators that is there as well. $26 billion flowed through Binance, Nigeria in one year. That is according to the CBN governor, Alayemi Kadosu. Uh, economic value of a sport under Utilized that is coming from Okonjo Iwiala. Senate begins a probe of Buhari government's 30 trillion naira loan, Ajakuta Steel. NLC suspends protests, gives federal government two week ultimatum to address hardship and others. National Assembly members willing to slash salaries over the economic hardship that's coming from Kalu, that is the Deputy Senate President. There is also this one protest. NLC warns Tinubu against IMF World Bank advisories on The Guardian this morning. Uh, check out the Platform Times. Federal government dismisses cool scare allegations, condemns disinformation campaign. A look at other stories. Argero asserts NLC protests driven by hunger, not just minimum wage concern. And the army inaugurates court martial to try personnel for murder and other crimes. Unical student arrested for kidnapping 17-year-old girl in Ondo. Businessman petitions IGP over alleged defamation by renowned Nigerian journalist 
some protesters working for political agenda. Ngilali alleges food prices rise in January 2024. That's according to the Nigerian Bureau of Statistics. You find these stories and more in the Platform Times. In Pempushin, police dismiss officer over $3,000 extortion and stampede over rice. Nigeria Customs Service suspends distribution of products. Pempushin Media is a pride of journalism globally, says Alaki of Egbaland. These stories and more you find in the Pempushin this morning. Thank you for staying with us this morning on Freshly Pressed. Um, let's quickly uh, pick out this audio uh, from the NLC president, Joe Ejero, and we'll continue the conversation in earnest. So we are out to do a protest today to register before Nigerians the level of suffering, and we are calling it peaceful rally. You know, the meeting you saw, there was a meeting on Sunday till late, there was a meeting yesterday till late, all was aimed at saying, don't come out, but we are out, you know, and out we are for a peaceful rally to tell Nigerians that we are hungry, there is hunger in the land. There's nobody that doesn't know. There's nobody that doesn't know that a bag of rice is about 70,000 now, or more. You can't buy Indomie. You can't buy anything. So you say bread is out of reach. With 30,000 naira minimum wage, if you eat a loaf of bread every day, you'll be spending almost 40,000. If you and your family will be on a loaf of So and, and somebody saying we should not say this. You know, we are going to tell the, the government, we are going to tell the whole world so that they can, they can take measures to know where this is pinching us. Ordinary food produced in this country it's been exported because all the countries around us, their currencies are high. Now, people prefer to go and sell it their way. NLC President George Ayer on that. Um, well, I must give kudos to the NLC. Um, first is that they tactically maneuvered that letter written by the uh, Latif Fagbemi, the Attorney General of the Federation, uh, According to them, what they were pushing yesterday was a protest, not a strike. So, which um, largely across board uh, went peaceful. And uh, Ajero had that to say to newsmen. It's more than that. We also had the state chairman of NLC uh, in Ugu State here, Comrade Dimola Benko, also voiced out um, his, uh, his part of the complaints. Um, let's um, scale up the protest. The protest has been called off this morning, saying that it has achieved its major aim. Um, very not likely typical of what we know or what we, the previous imagination we had of the NLC. You think the NLC is now being reasonable and fighting for Nigerians, really? Oh, thank you, Emmanuel, and listeners at home. Miami, good morning to you, too. Morning, um, it's a pleasure uh, that um, at the end of the day, we can eve a sigh of relief um, after what happened. I need to be honest. I equally give kudos to the NLC. Um, the way Amana the um, protest was um, conducted. However, I think we need to equally appreciate the security agencies too, mm. uh, the establishment. They went about it in a way that's quite unique in our climb. I saw a video where the police was the one giving refreshment to protesters in Lagos. And um, in several other cities too, the security agencies conducted themselves so well, um, ensuring that um, the protest was not hijacked. So I have to be honest, um, it all went well yesterday. And nobody have been against the NLC coming out to say no, that is protesting. When we say you are protesting, there are a lot of media of protest. Um, strike is one. Writing letter is one. Now, what we are scared of was, you know, bringing people out to the streets, you know, um, to complain. And then one way or the other, we saved, um, you know, what I want to call, uh, um, you know, um, the doom of uh, this thing won't go well. Thank God it went well. And thank God that the labor 
was able to register and uh, in a large voice. The, the, the voice was loud. And uh, there was no Armageddon. Uh, thank God. Uh, the truth of the matter is, Nigerians know that we are hungry. And there is the reason for us to get out of the government to tell them that, look, we are hungry. But maybe beyond that, I will equally implore labor to find a way to positively join the effort of ensuring that things are turned around for the better in Nigeria. A lot of challenges that we have didn't just start today. Um, can, can they sit down looking what and look at how they too can be part of the effort to make things work? Um, I've not really read the 17 point, so I don't know what it contained, but I know one of it is um, um, the refineries you know, need to work, and, and that's a fact. That's a fact. Um, the government came out and said 90 percent of um, I don't know what percentage, but they said 90. The minister for information said 80 percent. Whichever way, that quite a number of the issues that are on the agreement, the memorandum of understanding, the sign with labor has been fulfilled um, or has been met. Um, labor said, "You're right, but we're not coming out because of that. We are coming out because we are hungry." That, that allegation has always been besetting of labor. Uh, people talk of them fighting for only salary increase, and that's one of the reasons why they take to the streets. But they are clarifying now. But let's let's pan away from that a bit. Ajuri Ngilali is saying that uh, that uh, protest is a political agenda. Uh, that's according to him. Um, I, I want to pick some of his quotes. He said. There was no unanimity behind the NLC's action, citing the withdrawal of the TUC and National Association of Nigerian Students from the protest. It says any labor union that is speaking to the content of Nigerian families, the pains that are being felt by our people, is absolutely free to do so. It is right that Nigerians speak up, and the government has been doing so. We have seen the Trade Union Congress pull out of the purported nationwide protest. We have seen NANS pull out of the protest. There is no unanimity behind what the NLC is trying to do. I believe all the legitimate concerns being raised by the unions have been tackled by the administration of President Bola Tinubu. Um, you, you look at that, uh, and many people describe this as grandstanding on the part of the government. Labour has given another fresh 14-day ultimatum. You wonder whether that will be met, considering the fact that just as we predicted... 14-day ultimatum for what? For, to, resolve, to finally resolve all the issues. Which, which issues? Just as we predicted... There, there was a deadlocked meeting until Monday morning before the protest hit the streets. Another fresh 14 days to look at this issue with, uh, with a fresh perspective. Um, I know. Ngalali um, needs to say what he's saying. If he appointed today to do his job, you'll do the same thing. Uh, I don't believe that uh, uh, people need to be on the side of the position to say they are hungry or to complain about what is not going on well in Nigeria. But the truth of the matter is the people that are on the side of the opposition will find it very easy to come out to say, we are saying no. And those that are on the side of the government, we can't deny that. But for him to, you know, comprehensively say uh, all those that are saying no to government are opposition parties, I might not agree with that. Notwithstanding what, uh, what's his name, Ajiro might have done in the past, uh, in, in recent time, he has turned a good leave. His um, utterances are now guided. He doesn't just talk anyhow again. So I don't want to really follow that, that, that track. The truth of the matter is people need to complain. But now, coming to the issue of ultimatum, why is NLC, you know, talking from both sides of the mouth? NLC said, look, we are not coming out because of the agreement. We are coming out because people are hungry. So which 14 days ultimatum are they given again? When government said, let's they will come and tell us that we have not met 80 to 90 percent of their demand. And I was, you know, I watched um, the Minister of State for Labour yesterday, um, and she explained. And you know, Shemokimaloye was pointing to each of those agenda. I mean, the point on the MOU. And she said, "Look, we have met this. We have met this. We have met this. We have met this." So, and that's why TUC said they are not part of this because government is making serious effort on the demands and the MOU that they have before them. I, I believe in that part of the story than the other one Ajero is saying. Ajero said we came out because Nigerians are hungry. I think I agree with him on that. That if he's setting the fourteen day ultimatum again, we need to know for what. Is he saying that the younger must for go the October second twenty twenty three agreements they had? 
No. It well, can't be that. It can't be that. They will need to come and tell us that the government is wrong. They said they've paid them four months so far, you know, till January. They said, um, what, what other things? VAT from diesel has been removed. Um, quite a number of the things on that agenda has been met. I watched it yesterday. So let Labour come and tell us, no, it has not been met. TUC said, look, TUC said these have been met. But listen, I want my listeners to understand me. Labour saying we are going out or we protested because of hunger. I, I think it's in order. They said, look, we are not coming out because of the MOU. We are coming out because Nigerians are hungry. I agree with that. TUC has told us that quite a number of the things on the agenda have been met. So they don't see why they need to take government up. That is that. So if Labour said they are giving government 14 days ultimatum, 14 days ultimatum about what? To set up a committee to review wages. It has been set up. Whichever you want to look at it. So what are they giving government ultimatum over? I, I think Labour need to tread carefully when it comes to that. For hunger, they've registered it and they too said it. Their voice was loud. And I'm happy about that. Yeah, there are a lot of... Um, um, you know, rigmarole in here and there, and they're playing to the gallery by some governor. Governor Makede, I don't know what business he has joining that protest. I don't know. Or whether addressing the protest. Oh, well, they said Ma- Makede has always been part of protests. Mm. Let's continue, Beg. <laughs> well, the story about <laughs> yesterday's protest is on many of the dailies this morning across the country. Uh, still talking about what happened yesterday. The president has some things to say yesterday. The Nigerian Tribune has this report. Tinubu justifies the list of gains of fuel subsidy removal that is there this morning. President Bola Tinubu on Tuesday justified the government decision to remove the petroleum subsidy, saying it is a step towards securing the country's energy future and economic growth. It maintained that the petroleum subsidy has, over the years, strained the country's economic resources, leading to inefficiencies and hindering its ability to invest in critical areas of energy security. The rest is there this morning on the Nigerian uh, Tribune. Like, I know that Ustaz oftentimes have come to talk about uh, how much you're making more money uh, since the subsidy was removed. But the question is, this money is, like, what are they used for? Shall the ones that are given to the state government, you know, like, what are they using the money for? Because if we, are, if we as pe- the people have to go through all this hardship because of the uh, subsidy removal, then we should be able to see things that are being done with this money. Else, the whole uh, policy itself would just be nothing. I listened to Ajero yesterday, and I'm, I have to be honest with you. I was excited with some of his submissions. The one on the issue of transportation is right. If government have done, you know, a lot of things on that to improve the transportation system, we will have some 50% of the hardship that the number of subsidy brought upon us. But that's what is not happening. And um, that's why I believe that somebody needs to shout on the government, and they are doing that. Now, going from there, we all know that the government wouldn't have a choice than to do what they did. Before this government came up, we knew about 90% of our revenue or income was being used to service um, the debt. And um, the debt for what? To pay oil subsidy. We all knew that they needed to print more money to pay civil servants. We all knew that. So if this government say we are not printing money, um, we're not looking for ways and means negatively um, to cushion our expenditure. We will understand that we are going to have this challenge in our hand. But far away from that, the governors are the beneficiary of the subsidy removal. And I'll tell you why. There are three tiers of government. We have the federal government, the state government, and local government. The monies given to state and local are in the account of the state government being managed by state government. So if we are going to start asking questions, and that's why I said, I don't know why they allowed Makide to join them. If anybody should be responsible for hunger in all your state, it's Governor Makide. He's the one that is in control of the land, not for that government. And this land we are going to use to produce. If there's anybody that is in charge of transportation within all your state, it's Governor Makide and not for that government. So whatever his roles were, at, I mean, whatever he was doing at that rally, me, I don't know. But can we start asking governors questions? And that's the truth. What are you doing with transportation? Because I share the view of 
Comrade Dajero, if we can solve the problem of transportation in Nigeria, we will be able to reduce the challenges brought upon us by this first order removal to a level of 50%. So I agree that governors should be made to do their part of the government. They are part of the system. They are part of the establishment that has brought us to where we are today. But, Can we focus but, more on them? Ustaz, in a country like Nigeria that is, you know, centralized, where whatever happens, you know, in the federal government affects, you know, like every area of the economy. Like, you know, whatever happens to you know, the dollar or the naira will affect the whole country. Or are you saying that the governors should use the money they get, you know, to try to cushion the effect of the policies made by the federal government? On which policies? I want to ask. The policies of um, there are two policies people have been coming about regarding Governor and President um, Tinobu. Number one, uh, subsidy removal mm. and the floating of the naira. Now I have asked a question: If the naira is floated and subsidy is removed, and we have income from this coming to them, the floating of the naira eventually makes Governor to have more money on their hands. How do I mean? Because naira was at a point maybe 300, 400. Now it is 2,000 to a dollar. And if you are earning, if our income is in hand in dollars and is being shared in the, what do you call it, um, in, in, in the account, that means they have more money on their hands. So why are they complaining? Why not use that money to find a way to cushion the challenges that we have? People are moving food out of Nigeria to other states. It's understandable. We can't blame farmers. What are the state government doing to invite the, the farmers to sit down and tell them, look, listen, we understand economically you need to do what you're doing. But can we find a way to cushion this? Can we buy this food off you? Become the off-takers, buy it from them, and give to the people. These are the things the governors are not doing. If they are doing it, look, like I said, we need to micromanage. Governance in Nigeria is spread across the states and local government. But we kept on talking about what the federal government is doing. We're not looking at what state governments are not doing and how to make them do what they need to do. These are the challenges. Can we make state government and local government to do job of governance? When we do Ustaz, this... Ustaz, we, we have to pan away from that now because we still have two interesting issues to mm -hmm. discuss. Uh, first is the um, interest rates increased by the CBN mm -hmm. and then the Steve Oronsai report uh, that is back in the news. Uh, it's 26 minutes past 7 from our studios here at Fresh 107.9 FM. Abeokuta, join us and check us out on Facebook at Fresh 107.9 FM. We'll take this quick break and come back with the rest of the stories. Electricity. Are you experiencing power outage issues? The Box Solar Inverter System has got you covered. Our 2kVA inverter has expandable and inbuilt lithium batteries with 1.9 kilowatts per hour of usable energy and battery life of 5 to 7 years warranty. While the 3kVA inverter has off-the-grid energy source, making them hybrid as its energy can be sourced from both the sun and electricity. The inverters can power TV, lights, fans and water pumps. We offer free logistics and solar accessories. Payment plan for up to 18 months are available. You can reach us in Lagos, Abelkuta, Ijebode, Ibadan, Benin, Ondo, Ikiti, Kwara, Obomosho, and Oshu. We are open 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Our customer care opens from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. We also sell other solar products and mobile phones on cash and installments. For inquiries, call 070-033-334440. Get B-Box Solar Inverter Systems and save money. Moti ni tele, in shogun in yo, ti o ba ni ilaglo kokon ti o ti sopo mwen na enre, anfani ke in refon, la ti sopo ki won ba ba di ilare. Ben yo, ajo Nigerian Communication Commission, NCC, ti sope ti o ba ti so en na enre kpa mwen ilaglo re, won ma di ilare ni yo, o si ni ni konsira ni mo, o ni le se oko woja re, lori e roi ba ni soro re, o ni le kpe tabi gba ipe, shi a teron she, tabi shi shi a ye wo ye toku li nou akpo iko wo, Si re, Torina, maje kwa jaye kuro, te star 996 ash, bayi, tabi ki orin lò si ibu so glo, tabi odwa anwa ashoju, tin she foru konsile si mu ti oba sumo, lati so NIN re, po mò ila glo re, ki o si wadigbi, lori la re, titi lai, ti o ba si ni NIN, kon lò si ofisi NIMC, ni to si re, lati she to ti e, ronti, ofeni foru konsile si mu. Unlimited. In 
the Punch newspaper this morning, CBN raises interest rates to 22.75%. The Monetary Policy Committee of the Central Bank of Nigeria has increased the benchmark interest rates by 400 basis points to a record 22.75%. The CBN Governor, Olayemi Kadoso, disclosed this while reading the communique of the first MPC meeting of the year on Tuesday in Abuja. Addressing journalists at the end of the two-day meeting, Caduso said the committee voted to adjust the asymmetric corridor around the MPR to plus 100 to minus 700 from plus 100 to minus 300 basis points and raised the cash reserve ratio from 32.5% to 45%. Uh, the details are there. Um, it's got uh, that story has uh, gotten many people talking yesterday and today. Uh, Bismarck Rewani, I mean, a couple of other private investors are saying yes, that's the right way to go. But they predict doomsday ahead. Let me model up that into. Let me um, jam that up with into another story. Uh, the CBN has also started releasing selling dollars officially now to uh, BDCs, twenty thousand dollars in a day, and you can't sell. There's a price cap that you can sell. Um, let's uh, quickly touch on those stories as we proceed. Uh, very quickly. I'm not an economist. I've always said that. Um, whatever Bismarck is saying, I have to be honest, it's not making sense in my head. <laughs> with, with, I'm a layman on the street. What we're taught in school was that if you want to bring down inflation, you reduce the interest rate. Now that we have inflation, that is this eye, and they said increasing the interest rate is what will what what will make sense going forward. I, mean, I don't know. Why I don't know? They will have had their indices. Just <laughs> make it work. <laughs> Look, just let it work. <laughs> they will have looked at um, the indices they have to have taken that decision. But honestly, as a layman, it doesn't make sense in my head. That's the truth. Um, BDC. No, no. I, I listened to his justification. He's saying that um, some things, most mostly luxury, will not have to increase. Medical tourism will be more costly and many things saying that that will lock the money in nigeria and that's that's just explaining on the basis point of what i understand from his statement then he also said what brought us here um listed a lot of factors forex food lack of truth and many other things i'm, I'm not saying no i've said they will have looked at the books and look at look this is the way forward i just pray this one, they succeed with it. And that's an extra. On the issue of the BDC, um, the, the CBN is doing uh, tremendously well in that regard. They are stepping on toes. Uh, people we felt were untouchable, they're not touching them. Uh, they've set um, an operating environment that is making sense for all of us, as far as BDC is concerned. We feel bad when we walk on the street and people call you, Tala, Tala, UK, pound sellings. It doesn't make sense. So that has to be controlled. Now, they have control. We know how much we are giving you. We need to know those you are giving it to. So it's making sense. And I think it's already impacting on the Naira because I, I think it's beginning to drop yeah. bit by bit. Let's see what happens in the next couple of days or weeks or months uh, with these policies and actions that they've taken. And I think it's a good way forward. We pray that succeeds. Okay, moving on uh, this morning. Uh, I think late on Monday, this uh, report uh, came out. It was everywhere yesterday. Uh, Tinubu directs full implementation of a Rosai report to cut size of government. President Bola Tinubu has directed the full implementation of the Rosai report. The Rosai report on public sector reform submitted in 2012 revealed that there are 541 statutory and non-statutory federal government parastatus, commissions, and agencies. Speaking with journalists at the end of the FEC meeting on Monday, Mohammed Idris, the Minister of Information said Sinibu has approved some reforms based on the Orosai report. The rest is there this morning on many of the dailies. The takeaway for me uh, with this uh, with this uh, particular report is the fact that you know, like with this report, I think that there will be some merging of some ministries. But the min- minister saying that no job will be lost, and people have been asking questions that how are we to you know cut down the size of governance if we're merging ministries and no job will be lost? So where are we going to get? This more money that we hope to get with this kind of report. Um, uh, thank you. There are a lot of issues with your Orochai report mm-hmm. that is implemented. It's um, you know generating um, a lot of yes mm-hmm. and point for discussion. But who is Orochai? We need to look at the man. Don't forget that uh, he had issues and he was accused of corruption. <laughs> That's Nigeria for you. 
Um, he was the principal secretary of uh, General, I mean, Onisha Gumbasanjo. And then when, uh, what do you call it? Came up, they felt, wow, with his experience, he's the best person to take over as the head of civil service. Yes, the number one civil servant in Nigeria. And when he got there, he, he, he proved them right with that report. And the report has been there for over a decade. Everybody has been avoiding it. So I give kudos to this government that they are able to take this decision once again. Another very tough decision that people never thought is possible. Now they've taken that decision and said they want to do full implementation. They found the courage to do that. Set up a 32 man committee, gave them 12 weeks. And when you look at that committee, those that needed to be there had their um, legislators, um, lawyers, etc., for laws to be written where we need to rewrite our laws, etc. So beautiful, good one. But far. Uzas, yes. is a full implementation of that report practical? That's where I'm going. Be- because you, you look at it, um, 263 of the statutory agencies to be slashed to 161, 38 agencies be scrapped, 52 be merged. When the report came out initially, I laid my hands on the document. The government of the day then, yes, the, I, I saw the summary. The government of the day rejected majority of, of those. Um, one of them, one of the rejected is that salaries of both public and political office holders be unified in the Revenue Mobilization and Allocation and Fiscal Committee. The government rejected that. Arch Commission scrapped uh, Kirsten Pilgrim board scrap, the government rejected that. So you, you look at it whether the government is really interested in doing this or just playing to the gallery of what the public needs at this time. I don't know what you mean. All I know is this government said we are going to implement but, this report. Yeah, but my, my argument is is it practical? Nigerians over time have called for the implementation of this report. All of us have called for it. Each time we look at government is being uh, bogus in their expenditure. We asked questions. Why are we not going to our final report? Now, this government have taken a bold step of saying we want to do it. Can we set a date and start counting down for this government? If at the end of the day they are able to implement 70% of our final report, to me, I'll give them a round of applause for, for being able to do that. I know that over time, some of the recommendations might have been overtaken by event. We're talking of 12 decades. I mean, a decade. I mean, it's far away. A number of those things might not be implementable again. I'm not saying no to that. But that is not to say quite a number of the issues there are not implementable. And government have said, we want to do it. There will be issues. I agree with you. Okay, budget have been set for some of these agencies. What happens to them? Appointments have been made. made. What happens to them? But don't forget that there is a committee that has been put in place to implement. So they are they too will come out with their own white paper for this government. But what I know is that even if everything is not implemented, a number of those um, recommendations of Onoshaye will be implemented. And I'm you know, appealing to the government to, to honor um, the chairman of that report, Onoshaye, because he has faced a lot of um, pressure and attack uh, from people that are benefiting from the bogus system. And we need to look into how to, you know, acknowledge and appreciate him for what he has done. This will encourage Nigerians to want to always do good for Nigeria. But the way forward, let's see that report being implemented. So it's, it's going to be white paper upon white paper now. Let's not forget that. Uh, you, you, this, there's this committee mentality in Nigeria. White paper was issued by two governments before now. Yes. That was um, Jonathan and Buhari. Now, what on was white paper on a white paper. Wait, what was the Orosari report in itself is a white paper. Wait, wait. Now, now, the, should, are we giving this government the benefit of doubt, uh, considering the fact that the two previous governments also implemented the Orosari report in court? How? They, they said it. How? They announced just like this. Yes. How? The government has listed an initial mm. twelve, but they also announced that they would implement. Have we seen an implementation or would you see an implementation eventually? What what I think we should be doing is to look at the commitment of this government. Hold them to their commitment and let's see how it plays out. They've set a deadline. 12, 12 weeks. weeks. And they've set up a committee. Let's start tracking. Let's start tracking. That's what I'm saying. Like we cannot say 
um, you didn't do what you say you would do when it's not yet deadline. You don't say match is over until the referee has done the final whistle. Stars, last one, last one. Like you know that this government, you know, came in and you know created even more ministries. So talking of you know cutting down the cost of governance, where you are creating more ministries, then like uh, then now you are talking about implementing a raw science report. Then is that like that not irony? I don't know. Antithesis. Yes. Creating more ministries, emerging ministries, and executive fiat. Mm. I don't know. That I'm communicating. If the government said we are creating more ministries when they came in, and they looked at a lot and said, "Look, we want to merge ministries. It's an executive fiat." They have what it takes to do that. What I want us to look at is not to look at this thing pessimistically. Can we look at it optimistically? That this thing will work. One. Then two, look at how government is going to regulate the, the problem that we are seeing now. Ustaz, Ustaz, the, the, the way the government is going about it will, may force people to pick the pessimism angle. Have you seen the delegation going to Qatar? Hmm. Have you yes. seen the list? Yes. So you are in one breath. You are talking about implementing a report. We have a choice. And in another breath, you are taking that uh, amount. Then to go with such. When you look at what has surrounded the Qatar um, um, investment uh, forum, investment forum, do you see Nigeria as a choice than to do that? That program is basically being organized for Nigeria. Qatar has nothing to do with that program. You're not benefiting from it. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is. If, if Nigeria yeah. is the one, if it's been done at our best, we cannot afford not to go there like people that are not prepared. We have to go there and we are prepared. In full so number. If, in full number. And that's honest truth. With pump if and pageantry. I don't know about pump and pageantry. <laughs> what I know is practicality demands that we go there like we know. But that program is to showcase, it's like a trade fair showcasing Nigeria. Now, finally, there is a law that guides the appointment of ministers by constitution. Um, every state of the federation should have a minister, and that is 36 plus one. When you look at it from that angle, you understand the challenges that these people are going through. But I can assure you that at the end of the 12 weeks, we'll be able to say, Government, you have done it well, or you have not done it well. Can we allow them the 12 weeks? Okay. And see how so they are able uh, to. Twelve weeks is three months. It's just so around the corner. March, April, maybe around June. June. Let's see. May June. Um, may God keep us till then and ah. beyond then. Amen. Our final story this morning before we get to talk to you. On the pen pushing newspapers this morning, there's this report. Pen pushing media is a pride of journalism globally, that is according to the Alaki of Egbaland. The Alaki and Paramount ruler of Egbaland, Obadi Dotungbadebo, on Monday affirmed that pen pushing media is a pride of journalism practice across the globe, expressing optimism that the media outlet is destined to grow. Pempushin reports that Badibo made the affirmation at a press conference held at his palace in Ake Abeokuta, Ogun State, capital, in preparatory for the 37th Lishabi Festival scheduled to hold between February 26 to May 10 this year. The monarch justifying his position explained that from all records, it shows that the media organization has what it takes to take journalism to greater height, pointing out that it is no more news that pen media is a source of authentic news globally. The rest is there this morning on the pen pushing newspapers. Um, Ustas, I, I want you to touch on this briefly. Lishabi Festival is coming mm. up and um, quite um, impressively, the monarchical government of the town. I mean, the Alakis Council is talking about the economy and the youth's growth as a panacea for nation building as part of the things for uh, this festival. It's taking a different approach from what we've seen before. Um, thank you. One thing that we need to acknowledge and I appreciate the Alaki for has been the way he has invented the Lisha Day celebration. I remember the time in, in, in this town when this shall be days like uh, nobody's coming out, they will lock everywhere, you won't go out and everything. But this um, Alaki is doing a lot of things to reinvent it and make it a source of um, you know, economic attraction. The one of last year too, uh, the same thing happened. And um, people felt they, they can do more, um, showcase our food culture, um, what has happened to um, quite a number of the food that we have in Yoruba land that could be showcased. Um, our our um, uh, entertainment industry can be showcased. 
and several other things or something industry of Yorubas and they did something close to that last year. So if that is coming up this year again in attracting more investment, showing the youth the way forward, like the Adire for instance, and I, I think we have not invested into the Adire. It's not that if um, we don't have the knowledge, but we've not been able to transfer the knowledge to those that will make it, you know, mechanized. Um, and that's the problem we have. So if you are opening it up to the youth and making it go beyond that ritualism with which it has in the toga of ritualism. Or festival. Yes. Now, I think it's a good one that um, the Egberta National Council is looking at issues from this angle. And I'm going to appeal to other parts of the state too. Because when they start this um, festival, a lot of things do happen. In the Pokia uh, Yewa Axis, you will say people are locked up for a whole week, a time, or a whole month. A woman cannot go out at certain part, certain time of the day. Can we look inward and find a way to make these festivals to be friendly and to fetch people money? Well, so I, 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 don't, I, I don't think you should expect any lesser. You look at the composition of monarchs in Ogu State today. They are all intellectuals. Mm. Yes. Um, I think two professors. Um, then in you know here too in Abeokuta here we have a professor as a king. So you expect uh, such things. I, I still but, on but, that. But I, I spoke to Pen Pushing. They're planning a full media coverage of that. So and that's a good one. Keep, keep in fact, Pen Pushing is doing a good job. Um, they are leading the trail and they are doing it well. Platform Time is joining them. Uh, Horizon Times and some other ones like that. They are doing good job. And when it comes to reporting issues that has to do with. You know, August State. Okay. Yes, they are, they are doing a good job. Dimeji Kaode is doing a good job. Ijeshaki, don't mind him. <laughs> He's doing a good job. And also, quickly, on the issue of the um, traditional council of August State, I love what happened to the Olu of Odi or Odi. somebody. Yeah. Look, that, that is how we need to handle issues like that. And it's portraying what he just said now the level of elitism of, of our system in Egba. It's a good one. We just hope and pray that other part of Nigeria, they can follow the same pattern. So kudos to them. Okay, we'll go to the phone lines now. 0815 432 1079. 0815 432 1079 and 0818 111 1079. Apologies to our friends on uh, WhatsApp this morning. Uh, we have a challenge with that. Tomorrow, today, we start. Good morning. Okay. Um, you can also send us messages on Facebook. We'll pick them up too. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, good morning. Uh, good morning, Emmanuel. Okay, good morning, Ustaz. Morning to you. James calling from the People's Parliament in Emmanuel and Ustaz, I want you to understand Nigeria has a problem. So if it is cutting of those, cutting of doing that is the one that will solve the problem of the country. Now, please allow us to go ahead and do this. I mean, I personally have believe in me that I can do better. Let us see, kudos for them for going about their protest, but at the same time, they should allow all the, you know, social, social you know, uh, departments to function, water, electricity, telecommunications, etc., etc., should go to work. It's very, very important. On the other I think it's a very good thing. Let us start this work and see what we can come out of, come out of it. Let me allow other people to call them to me. God bless you. Thank you, guys. God bless you, too. Zero eight one five four three two one zero seven nine. Facebook. On Facebook this morning, Olaiwala Mercy. I heard government saying the protest is political. Well, I have no problem with that. The truth of the matter is that there is anger in the land. Shana I want to appreciate the NLC for the success of the protest without violence yesterday. And the ultimatum given the government is to look into providing food for Nigerians and also to fulfill all the agreement reached before the protest too. The government promised to give all CNG buses that will make transportation easy and it is not done. Let the government open the border and fund agriculture. Olaiwala Mercy, I think the alternative solution to this problem of hunger is to open the border for just six months. Hunger will dis- disappear. Giving economy to Dangote, Elumelu and others is like handing over Nigeria to them, he said. Good morning. Hello? Hello? Yes, good morning. You got it wrong. Um... Zero eight one eight one 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 zero seven nine. 
um, do well to try the alternate line or 0815-432-1079. Uh, either of those lines will connect you with us this morning. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Good morning. Would you please um, adjust a bit? I find it difficult to hear you. Uh, my name is my name is Emmanuel. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. Well, I commend the NLC for the test, making it very smooth. You remember, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We we're struggling to hear you. Um, I hope you try to reconnect with us. Um, hopefully, we can hear you better when you try to call back. Good morning. Hello, good morning. Yes, good morning. Yes. Um, we, 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 I, I want to talk on um, the protest and the comment. I am looking from Mr. Laki. Okay. If you listen to Ajaro saying the food produced in Nigeria has been taken to another country because the Nigeria money uh, is no longer as powerful as before. Does that show any patriotism at all on the part of the labor of the part of Agyro saying that out? I don't think anybody, any 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 patriotic person should say that out. It should be it should discourage taking food out. That is the food the food because in Nigeria or scarcity in Nigeria is artificial. If they can do that and is supporting that, I think that is unfair. And again, there's no problem we have in Nigeria that the civil you are in civil servant or you are a private sector, that they are not contributors. Who are the persons showing the government where the money is when, where, when they come in? I think the, 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 the labor should be, should be very careful not to put Nigeria in the problem. Well, let, 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 let Adano go, go on, whatever he can do, the protests and all the rest. They leave the governor in their, in their nose, and they are focusing on Abuja. I think they should focus more on, on their state than, the, than Abuja. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. And God bless you too for being with us. Zero eight one eight one 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 zero seven nine. More comments on Facebook. Ismail Mayawa Fadi. Good morning. Kudos to President Tinubu for the implementation of oral science report. I think Nigeria should also go unicameral by merging the Senate and House of Reps in order to reduce the number of lawmakers and cost of governance. Michael Olufemi Oyewoli, the secondary school palliative, 10,000 naira each to be given to them for three months. I'm so surprised that in a class they are just picking six students out of 79 in the entire school. Why are we fooling ourselves? Just six students out of 79 in a class. I, I, I think Michael should uh, give us further evidence on mm. that. Where is the school? What class? Um, which palliative uh, is it the federal government is it the state government? I think it's so, state government. So, so we should be guided and know what we think he's referring to the state government. The state government has started. You. I agree Hello, with you morning. that. Uh, yeah. oh, oh, we'll, we'll come back to that. Good morning. Um, I greet all of you there and I appreciate what you are doing. Thank um, you. I would just say that we should stop condemning the NLC. Tell us your name, please. I am Sunday. Uh, we should stop condemning the NLC. We cannot keep quiet. See what is happening in Senegal. They are not pleased that they came out. We, uh, we, we cannot keep quiet. We are not condemning the government. Nobody is condemning, but we have to say what we need, we want. Thank God for yes, the protest was peaceful. If you go, go back to the issue of 2012, you know, life was lost. Thank God this was not that. That doesn't happen yesterday. And uh, what our state government is proposing, the backyard farming, they should please me, they didn't bring it to the, on board. It will help. Let everybody cultivate the bushes around them and plants. I think we all have food to eat. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, I think he was not referring to, he's just saying on the general scale that people should not um, okay. condemn the So you were saying something about the palliative. Uh, yes. Um, I said um, the state government promised to give money to that level. Um, we have not seen any program from the federal government that is targeting that level uh, in the system that is primary school students. So I believe he is referring to the state government. However, like he has said, he needs to prove what he has just submitted. Because it's good that we are having somebody saying that state government have started implementation. Because that's what I believe 
He said. But the state government said it has not started. Okay. Let's say it goes then. Okay. That's why I need to do So, so I hope we're not mixing up. Maybe somebody's doing an empowerment somewhere. Uh, somewhere. Yeah. Yes. So, and it's so not let's just government. be let's let's be clear so we can know how to track that story particularly. Good morning. Hello, good morning. Yes, good morning. My name is Adia Deleke, calling from Semidire Sabo in Abekuta. Talk to us. Uh, Emmanuel and uh, the man in the house, you are doing a very good job. I love all your analysis. I think on the issue of hardship we are expressing in Nigeria, uh, I want to commend the federal government in trying, and everybody has been holding them up. Well, what about the sub-nationals, as we used to say, the governors? They need to come out, not saying it with ordinary mouth. Let there be practicality, let there be, let there be something visible. They need to do more. Uh, uh, something is local. We are feeling it at our local level. Let them impact us more. Uh, all over the world, they are expensive one, actually, for the other. The governors need to do more. We, we should stop blaming the, the federal government. And I have to comment, I get, I get somebody, I don't... Hello? Where with you? Where with you? Ajayi is not my man, but I, what he's doing, he has to do something at the head of the labor. He's doing, trying his best. Uh, he's not out of place. Uh, and they have to give credit government uh, time, the more. So, uh, let's see, we are going to get it over. We are going to get over this. If a storm, it will calm down. Uh, good morning. Okay, um, we'll take a commercial break now and come back. Thank you for staying with us this morning on Freshly Press. Uh, 0815-432-1079. Let's see if we can squeeze in one more. But I think we still have some messages on Facebook. Yes, Akim Abdusalam. RSIA's report on the measure of government MDAs is laudable, but may not achieve desired efficiency without job losses. Zakaria Tanigbola Olubaya says, Kudos to NLC for the peaceful protest. Ige Oladejo Gideon, good morning. Please, a new radio is interfering. Okay, okay, all right, we'll check that and we'll something about it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, no radio can interfere with us. <laughs> good yes, hello, Craig. Good morning to you. Good morning. I am Baba Rere. Mm. And I'm calling from Babantuko. You're welcome. My brother, you see, I don't know why people are saluting labor for doing what. If you do a protest and there's no immediate, you know, entire solution to the masses. What type of protest is that? In 2012, this same president led protests in uh, in Lagos State and against Jonathan, that Jonathan should revert, reverse uh, all subsidy. And immediately when Jonathan had the voice of the masses, he had to bring back subsidy. And that was what, what we are, I'm saying. You are protesting, and uh, so look at the president saying, uh, why you remove subsidy, uh, that it is good. And uh, so what is the difference? What is the protest for? Because the suffering continues. 
I don't know. Thank you very thank much. You. Thank you. This morning. Thank you. God bless you. Um, Ustaz, we must thank you for your time this morning. Thank you for being a part of the conversation. Um, your parting shots in just um, a few words. Uh, well, I'll keep on saying Nigerians should let us be, be patient. Let's see how it goes out. After 12 months, let's see what we'll do to the government. Uh, thank you. God bless Nigeria. It's the 28th of February. I would have naturally been the month end, but it's a leap year. Mm. And on this day, 